Okay, homies, we're back. Uh, slice number seven. I know that it's been a little bit spotty uh, in terms of the audiobook and, and reading uh, The Garden of Imuna altogether. Uh, I hope that now will be more consistent. Um, I've been getting some texts, um, you know, on the side, you know, for the meatloaf. <laughs> Ma, the meatloaf, we need it now, <laughs> uh, if you guys get the reference. So um, I'm going to try and be as consistent as possible. Bizrat Hashem. Um, as a lot of you know, is in Morocco for a week. Um, and Bizrat Hashem will share a lot of the, the Torahs we learned over there. Um, I think that it was a completely life-changing experience. Um, not just an experience. I don't like experience because experience means just kind of like, you know, comes and goes and, and whatever you got, you got out of it. Um, you know, I'm still living it. And there was a lot of things that uh, I learned over there, um, both in meditation um, and, and just being by some of the holiest places uh, in the world. You know, the Lubavitcher Rebbe is famous for saying that there are more tzaddikim buried in Morocco uh, than anywhere else in the world. And so there's a certain level of Kiddusha over there. So Bezrat Hashem will share uh, in reading the, the book where we'll share some elucidations. Um, because again, as Rabbeinu says, the Torah of the Mashiach is, is, uh, is all about Emunah. And that's that's why we're doing this. Um, all right, so we're on page twenty-seven. With that, that um, we're gonna jump right in. Middle of the page. Imagine then that we're driving a car and we want to make a right turn, but Hashem blocks the way. We decide to make a left turn, but Hashem has set up an obstacle to block that way also. Without imuna, we'd be subject to anger, frustration, and disappointment. But with Imuna, we believe that life's stumbling blocks, barriers, and hindrances are agents of Hashem's divine ins- divine providence. We don't sink to frustration. Again, note sink, right? The idea is that we're not sinking into a dark place. We're not letting the ulamazeh, uh, like we said in slice number six, we're not letting the ulamazeh bear on our back so heavily that we become heavy and that we sink into the ground. So we don't sink into frustration, anger, and depression, God forbid. Um, when armed, we don't sink into fa- frustration, anger, and depression when armed with the knowledge that life's stumbling blocks are milestones, guiding lights, and personal gifts from Hashem. Meaning, if, when we think about the world with gratitude, um, because that, I think, is the best lens to be able to look at the world, both with emuna and gratitude. We look at the stumbling blocks, and we say, I mean, instead of reacting or interacting with them with frustration, anger, and depression, we're going we're gonna to use the emuna as knowledge to recognize that these, set, these setbacks are really milestones. They're guiding lights. They're personal gifts from Hashem. You know, like, what danger Hashem is trying to save you from? 
by not putting you in that direction. You know, we're so... I think a lot of time we feel we're so smart, we're so educated, we're so knowledgeable about where we should be and what we should be doing and how life should be and, and um, you know, how we could be better doing X, Y, and Z. And, you know, if I was here, then I'd be happier. So recognizing that where we are is really where we need to be. And that, you know, like the, the word in French is, you know, should... We, we should feel relieved. Sorry, I can't think of the word in French, but that we should feel relieved that, that you know, that's exactly where we need to be right now. And I feel like lots of us are really good um, at, you know, playing the voodoo game of, you know, uh, I made a huge mistake and that really set me off balance and now i got to spend 20 years getting back to where I was. I think that the reality is that you got to recognize that where we are is exactly where we need to be. Uh, all right, let's continue. Um, suppose that the ticket agent at the airport this is a good example. I think that traveling, Rabbeinu says that traveling is how we get our imuna, believe it or not. We travel to get our imuna. I mean, it takes a lot of imuna to travel. Someone that's afraid of going on a plane needs a lot of faith that he's going to survive the plane, that he's going to make it from point A to point B. Um, you know, and, and thank God we live in a world where it's impossible to live without a plane. You know, to be able to get from you know, Israel to New York, we need to be able to travel by plane. And, and, and the same thing, conversely, also with, with boats and cars, etc., any sort of mode of travel is, is where we get our imuna. Um, so, so, so suppose that the ticket agent at the airport informs us that our flight has been overbooked and the mo then that we must wait until the next flight. So everybody understands in the extreme circumstance, you know, that God forbid something happened on that plane and thank God I wasn't on it. <laughs> but we failed maybe to recognize in the small circumstances, you know, that nothing seemingly happened. I'm just not sure why the hell I didn't get home today. So we ask, why me? Can't you bump one of the other 300 people on the list? <laughs> I like the way he said that. The ticket agent doesn't budge. He doesn't bother listening to what we have to say. We react with anger. Our heart beats faster. We clench our fists and feel the blood rushing to our cheeks. Stressed and bewildered, we don't know whether to call our lawyer, bang on the counter, or create a scene. I definitely uh, identify with all of that, um, especially being Moroccan. Hold on for a second. We're on page 28 at the top. Suppose the flight took off without us and developed engine trouble, crashing into the sea with no survivors. We, would we still be angry that we missed a flight? Of course not. With hindsight, we understand that Hashem did something that seemed harsh at the time for our ultimate good to save our life. Okay? Now, let's import, you know, like he went to the ultimate example, obviously, but like take that into another situation. Like, you know, the world is so intricate and the world is so complex. And we're not here, 
necessarily to understand it. We're here to have imuna. And again, we said before that everything is nasiv and nishma. You know, um, I was learning in Marrakesh with my cousin Ellie, um, who's in the chat, and um, and my other friend Ellie and Shlomo, um, and uh, we were learning on Tubishvat, um, something like two in the morning, that you know why is you know why in Shira Shirim we talk so much about the apple Ketapur you know like why do you talk about the apple because the apple grows the fruit and then the the flowers blossom. And that's that's what it means, nasev inishma. First nasev, first the fruit comes into fruition, and then nishma, and then the flowers come. And that's the way I think we need to approach the world. We need to have imuna. We don't have to necessarily understand, or our focus shouldn't be to understand. It should be nasev, and then nishma. First have imuna, and then we'll understand. And it's not necessarily that we can't understand right away or we can't understand and do simultaneously, but it's going to take a lot of imuna to get there. And so the stress has to be on the imuna. Um, you know, like, uh, I, I think that, you know, we all want to be prophets at one part in our life, but being able to see the future is a tremendous responsibility. You know, that takes lots and lots and lots of imuna. Um, plenty of the prophets didn't really like that they had, you know, that they were prophets. And so, you know, it's convenient at times, but I think that what we really want is imuna. You know, so he, get, you know, he went to an extreme example here that, you know, there was a flight took off and then, God forbid, there was engine trouble. Uh, what about just a small example of, you know, um, you know, you were extremely tired, and had you gotten on the plane, you would have, you would have gotten sick um, from the person sitting next to you. And so God said, okay, don't get on the plane tonight. You know, spend, spend the night at the airport hotel. Get a good night's sleep. You won't be sitting next to someone that's sick. And uh, you'll be home in time for the meeting. You'll be at work for the time of the meeting tomorrow. You know, I'm just looking out for you, homie. <laughs> You know, like, why are you looking at me like I'm crazy? Why are you getting all pissed off and angry? And, you know, looking at me like, why me? Why you do, why God you do all these bad things to me? Why didn't I make my flight? Uh, he's really looking out for you. And that's why, you know, that's why we go back to the last page where it says, you know, these things that look like setbacks, they're really milestones, guiding lights, and personal gifts. Let's, uh, Let's finish the end of the paragraph here. Emuna turns hindsight, as in the example above, into foresighted knowledge that Hashem is leading each of us on the very best path. Meaning I, I have to wake up every day, and it's not something I'm fooling myself into believing. I really have to believe. If I don't really believe it, it'll never actually stick, and I'll never actually have emuna. I have to really believe inside of me that I am living in the best path. I am on the very best path. I'm in, I am in derech ha-yosher. Where I am right now is the best place for me to be right now. Um, with emuna, we roll with life's punches, knowing that difficulties, even failure, 
are loving expressions. They're expressions of love from God, of divine providence, to help us attain the perfection of our individual souls. Without Amuna, a person is doomed to a life of confusion, frustration, and costly mistakes that could even have been avoided. I don't, you know, let's not go there. I think that that's just an anxiety attack saying costly mistakes that could have been avoided. You know, personally, I think that that drives me a little nuts um, because I don't like thinking that way. But let's say that this way. Without Imuna, a person is doomed to a life of confusion and frustration. Imuna is our best tool, if not only... If, if not our only tool, for attaining a soul correction and completing of designated of our designated mission in life. I, we're going to stop here. Just one thing to note on page 28. Um, I'm really looking forward to being back on track. You know, um, it's hard to think about you know, me personally, to think about where I am in life or where I was in life without Imuna. And I think that that's, that's like the greatest pitfall of trying to lead life and to gain more Imuna. You know, I have to believe that everything that was a lack of Imuna uh, in my life until now was just the leading up in towards being ready to accept Imuna in my life being ready to accept God in my life in a more meaningful and profound way. Um, it's almost as if I have to recognize the void and to recognize how, how much the void needs to be, uh, needs love, needs affection, needs attention to be able to be, uh, to lead a meaningful life. And I think that's what we really want. Really, everybody, everybody wants in this generation a meaningful and fulfilling life. Um, even even people that you know don't consider this a spiritual or religious, they're all looking for something that is uh, meaningful and fulfilling. And so I have to look at everything in life until now, as you know, as again. I'm, you know, everything is about I'm getting to know God. And everything is just, you know, each circumstance is, is another opportunity and another circumstance in which I, I get to know God more. And so, you know, there are obviously some milestones in which I see that I, you know, uh, it was a click, there was a switch. There was a switch from... Okay, now I recognized, or now the buildup was so strong that, okay, I, I realize how important Imuna is, I'm going to do something about it. And, and then the switch is, and just, just sort of happens. You know, my life without a tremendous amount of Imuna, and my life sort of attaining more Imuna day by day. All right, we'll speak to you guys tomorrow. Baruch Adonai, Ramah, Amen, Amen.